What's up, you guys? I'm Anya. And I'm Kylie. And this is Two Degrees Hotter, the postgrad podcast where we get real about life after college every Tuesday. Hey, you guys. What's up? I'm here with a solo episode this week. It's just me. Um, so I'm excited to chat with you guys. Um, I actually struggled quite a bit with coming up with a topic that I wanted to do for this episode. I actually have recorded a couple different topics and just none of them felt right. None of them felt relevant. So I just kind of wanted to use this episode to get pretty candid with you guys. I feel like most of our episodes are relatively thought out and planned and informational and I love doing episodes like that and so does Kylie, but I just want this episode to be kind of similar to our very first one and more of just a candid chat on what a lot of us are going through right now, a little more stream of consciousness for me. And and I like doing these because I imagine that they're going to be interesting to look back on one day when hopefully things are a little more normal than they are now. So I recognize that you guys could be doing a whole lot with your time right now, and I'm glad that you're doing this and that you're here. Today, I literally bought boxes to go pack up my apartment in Boston. So I'll be leaving in a couple days to do that. So I'm really in my feels right now um, about just the state of the world and changes and post-grad and being at home. So in this episode, I'm going to share how I'm feeling about things not going as planned and not being able to really make plans and how I'm coping, hopefully sharing a little bit of wisdom and then even some listener contributions on how to stay positive during these funky times. So yeah, why don't we hop into the weekend review to kick it off? So for my week in review, I wanted to bring up the fact that I weirdly don't miss restaurants that much. And this is a realization that I just had this week because I feel like I've been seeing so many people's stories on Snapchat and Instagram and everything out at restaurants, you know, normally outdoor dining, obviously. And I just came to this realization that I really haven't been to a restaurant since February. And if you know me, this is like groundbreaking because I really see going to restaurants and, you know, trying new places as a hobby of mine. I used to do that all the time in Boston. I'm such a foodie. I'm such a whiny. Is that even a thing? I just love trying new foods, new drinks. Um, It's genuinely something that brings me joy. And so the fact that I haven't done it in so long is kind of crazy. I have still done takeout a couple times. And honestly, I kind of prefer just getting takeout and eating it in a park or at home outdoors, just somewhere where nobody is like waiting on me. And I don't know, maybe that's because I used to be a waitress and I just can't imagine how stressful that probably is right now. And by the way, if you are going to restaurants, you better be tipping above 20%. (laughs) But yeah, I've been thinking about it and maybe I'll loosen up and go to an outdoor one soon because right now um, our region isn't looking so bad as far as numbers, at least when I'm recording this. So I just really can't decide how I feel. How do you guys feel? Have you guys been going to restaurants? Are you feeling safe? Are you feeling like they're doing a good job? Is it fun for you? Let me know. But yeah, it's just surprising because I was just reflecting at how often I used to just like grab brunch or dinner or lunch in Boston and how it's really been so long since I've done anything like that. Um, But it's been good. I think, you know, saving money, eating at home, uh, learning some new recipes has also been good for me. But yeah, I just thought I would bring that up this week and uh, wonder how you guys feel about it. I'm also wondering what restaurants are going to do when the weather cools down and it's not as feasible to sit outside. I feel like I would always rather sit outside even in like normal circumstances. I just feel like that's such a fun ambiance. I love sitting outside, especially in Boston and like the South end. Oh, so fun. 
But I just wonder how businesses are going to be affected by the weather getting cooler and if they're still going to be able to do that or if indoor dining will become more popular. Yeah, I'm just interested to see it all play out. But let me know how you guys are feeling. I'm interested if you feel like restaurants have been fun and safe. All right, let's transition to my favorite for this week. So I felt like this favorite was somewhat relevant to this episode, um, and it's a website. It's called Window Swap, and I was exposed to this through my work Slack channel. Someone sent it. We had like a point of view Slack channel. So people will like send the views that they have, or if they're you know at some lake house or the beach or something, they'll send a picture. But someone sent this website, and it's basically a website that randomizes video submissions that people take outside their window. So I guess people around the world can just submit like 10 minute long clips filming what their view looks like out their window and then they submit it to this website. And it basically just gives you a glimpse at random window POVs around the world, which I think is so fun, Um, especially because planning trips right now just like isn't feasible. And I love travel. I feel like it's really an identifying quality to who I am. And I was so lucky to start traveling internationally when I was a young kid, thanks to my parents. And it's just something that brings me so much joy and knowing that it won't be possible for a bit is a little disappointing, but I feel like this is a great way to kind of soothe that wanderlust, you know, um, while we're continuing to stay home and keep everyone safe and do the responsible thing. But yeah, it's super fun. I like keep it in another tab when I'm working. And if I ever just like need a second, I'll just like go to Santiago real quick or go to Paris or Norway or New Zealand. I don't know. It's just, it's fun to see how people live around the world and what their view is like, what their weather is like, what people are wearing. I don't know. I just think it's a fun kind of like little cultural experience. So I'll have it linked in the show notes so you guys can check it out. And I think it works a lot better on a desktop or a laptop rather than your phone. So I definitely recommend getting the full viewing experience with a big screen like that. I think that's kind of it that I have for the segments. It's crazy how quick the segments go by when Kylie's not here because normally we each do ours and we kind of banter, but it's so speedy when it's just me. But I think that's all I had to say. So why don't we hop right into the main episode topic of things not going to plan. First of all, I just want to preface this with, I know none of this is really all that deep. Um, and it's something that I might look back on this time of my life and think, you know, why did I let that affect me so much? Moving out of your college apartment is inevitable and plenty of people move home and save money and plenty of people feel lost post-grad, but I've just you know, had these feelings about 2020 as a whole very front of mind for a while now and I just didn't think it'd be fair to not acknowledge them for you guys because I'm sure at least one of you is listening that feels the same way and if just one person can relate to this, then I think it would make everything so much better. What I mean when I talk about things not going to plan is just obviously 2020 as a whole, but I think what I'm referring to more in my personal life is just not really having the post-grad year that I wanted for myself, just not really being able to, you know, get that new apartment in Boston or in the surrounding area and decorate it the way I want and live with the people I want and have that, you know, post-grad thriving time of your life um, when, you know, you're freshly out of college and you have a job and you're just having fun with your friends and living your best life. Uh, I just feel like that hasn't been the experience that any of us have been able to have this year. (laughs) And it's crazy just how uncertain things still are. I mean, like, if you think back to March, how uncertain things were then, I feel like we've definitely, you know, made some progress, but I still don't really feel like the future is all that clear. 
for me personally and just like for the world. Dealing with uncertainty is probably the thing that I'm singularly worst at. <laughs> um, I'm most comfortable having a plan and I'm a very calculated person just in my life. I love having a plan. I map out my days, like truly map out my days with Google Calendar. <laughs> um, I just, that's the way that I've learned to function is just planning everything out and knowing what's going to happen and not being able to do that this year. I think it's been a, you know, a good lesson, I guess, because it's teaching me to function in ways that I haven't had to before, but I just wanted to talk about it and this is going to be pretty rambly and I apologize, but letting go of direct control has never been easy for me. And that's not to say that I'm a control freak, although maybe I am, <laughs> I very well might be, but I just think it's so crazy to know that there's no formula anymore. And I mean that in like both a post-grad sense and also just like in a pandemic sense, like you know, every stage of our lives thus far has been so mapped out for us. You know, you graduate first grade, you start second grade, you graduate eighth grade, you start high school, you apply to college and then you go to college and you do internships in the summer and then you take summer classes and, you know, everything is so clearly laid out and there's such a path. Post-grad is really the first time that there is no path and there's no formula, there's no check boxes, there's no clear next step. It's really all just on you to like create your own reality and ensure that you don't fall into this cycle of monotony. And then also like with the pandemic, I mean, there's no formula to handling a pandemic. Like nobody knows what they're doing. I feel like even our lawmakers don't know what they're doing. Our scientists don't know what they're doing. And, you know, it's such a first, I mean, I guess pandemics in general are not a first for like humanity, but I guess it's the first like modern day pandemic that has needed to be addressed by like modern medicine and there's people traveling and our generation hasn't seen something that requires so much like world collaboration up to this point I think on a personal level it's hard to know what you should be doing right now but it's also just hard to know what society should be doing right now you know should we be trying to move on and get back to regular life and cope with it to the best of our abilities or you know should we continue to stay locked down and be very careful and calculated and I just feel like the answers are so unclear. So it's hard to not have that kind of control over both your own life and what the world is going through. And I uh, saw this quote on Pinterest and I just felt like it really called me out. I've never felt so called out by a quote, but it says, you are afraid to surrender because you don't want to lose control, but you never had control. All you had was anxiety. <laughs> and I think that's so true. I feel like, you know, I try to control everything in my life because it feels like something that I can do. And it, when it feels like things are spiraling, I can at least control my day and I can control my plan. But right now I can't even do that. So yeah, I just wanted to talk to you guys about that and see if any of you relate. I feel like I am someone that gets such tunnel vision in life. And I think for me, it's almost hard to distinguish between it being tunnel vision and it being like manifestation because I just feel like I see things for myself and I just claim them. For example, when I was interviewing for this job, I was just like, oh, this is my job. Like I was going into the interviews and I was like, yep, this is my job. I just know it. And I ended up getting the job. And I'm like, is that is that manifesting or is that tunnel vision? Because at the same time, I went through another experience with one of my internships where I really thought that the stars were going to align for me to stay on part-time and you know, maybe eventually get a job offer there. And I felt like I had done all the the right steps to get there. And I had talked to all the right people. And I just had such tunnel vision that that was going to be my semester, that I was going to be in classes and I was going to be working part-time. And it was just going to be the balance of everything that I wanted. And that didn't end up happening for me. And I feel like having the tunnel vision on that 
goal and that plan so strictly was really what was damaging in the end. So I feel like tunnel vision can be so bad sometimes because any slight deviation from the plan that you had for yourself feels like failure. And so many of us have tunnel vision for the things we feel like are entitled to happen. And so many of those things didn't happen this year. We have tunnel vision towards graduation and wearing a graduation cap. And it just feels like that's something that's such an obvious step. But we didn't get to do that. And I had such tunnel vision towards graduating and then moving immediately into a dream apartment and having the opportunity to just live my best life in my 20s. And I know that, you know, this is hopefully going to be just a temporary, temporary part of my 20s. And I still have so much time to, you know, make those dreams, tunnel visions, I don't know, into reality. But I just feel like it's tough when you visualize these things for yourself, manifest these things for yourself and end up in a totally different situation than what you planned for. Like, you know, moving home at this time was never something that I planned for. And I feel like it's interesting that I'm so emotional about it because, you know, I have been home for like five months, you guys. Like I moved out of my apartment in Boston in March and I didn't go back. You know, I went back a couple times to like grab things, but I didn't go back for any long term. And you know, me going and getting my stuff isn't changing anything. I'm still going to live here and do the same things that I've been doing for five months, but there's just something so final about the fact that I'm going to go back and pack up my stuff and that chapter is going to be over. I'm just finding myself like pretty emotional about it. I just feel like it's kind of the end of the opportunity for fun times, which like, I know that's not true. I know that there's going to be so many more opportunities for fun times, but it's just so final. It's like, yep, that's the end of that. Um, and I'll be here for the foreseeable future. But yeah, I just feel like when you have this tunnel vision towards a specific plan for yourself, it's important to remind yourself that if plan A doesn't work out, there's 25 more letters, baby. Like <laughs> there's alternatives. And I might've mentioned this in a prior episode. I can't remember, but I'm trying to come to terms with the fact that there is no predefined path that we need to follow. Like I feel like in my life, I've thought of this really like binary right and wrong decisions that I could make. If I need to be on this path, then I need to make this decision to stay on that path and then this one and then this one. And if I go wrong, I'll end up on the wrong path. But it's not really like that. You know, the universe doesn't really have a decided route for you. It's really just going to like adapt based on whatever you choose. So I'm trying to remind myself of that in this time and that I can't choose a wrong path because there is no path. I make the path. But I just feel like when you have a personality like mine, it's really hard to come to terms with that and actually believe that. But that's been something I've been working on. So I think, you know, having 2020 on top of all of the post-grad stress that is so natural is just a new level. You know, I feel like post-grad can always be hard for people. You know, it can always be hard for people to find a job. It can always be hard for people to figure out where they want to be at and what their plan is. And I just think, the class of 2020 graduating with the complexities of a pandemic thrown on top, there's just no pandemic playbook. And it's so hard to know if you're making the quote unquote right choices. And I feel like I'm asking myself so many questions, you know, should I have just found an apartment with random roommates in Boston? You know, should I have gotten a storage unit? Was moving my stuff back to New Hampshire smart? Is there going to be a second wave? Will I regret this? Will I not regret this? Am I right? Am I wrong? And it's so impossible to know what the right thing is. And, you know, trying to let go of that concept of right and wrong is something that I've been working on and that I hope will happen for me, you know, by the end of the year when things maybe are different. And I just can't like shake this feeling of feeling like a failure for 
moving back home. And I know that's not true. I know so many people that live at home, like literally so many people live at home and they're just able to save and it's just so not a big deal. But for some reason in my head, since it's just not what I saw for myself, it's been so hard to cope. And that's not to like shit on people that move home because I know so many people like that and it's the right choice for so many people. And you know, it might be the right choice for me. It's likely the right choice for me right now, but because it's just never what I visualized and I just visualize, you know, living in a certain area and doing certain things during this time in my life, the thought of like going back to my apartment in a couple of days and like boxing up everything I own and just never seeing that place again sucks. And you know, it sucks that we found guys, Kylie would agree. We found like the perfect apartment for us. You know, I have five roommates. Well, there's five of us total. And we, you know, had a pretty hard time finding a place and agreeing on a place and settling on one. But I just think it was like the best apartment we possibly could have found. It's arguably the nicest room I've ever had in my life. It's arguably the nicest room I'll probably ever have in my life. And we just have so many fun memories there. Even though we were only there for like half of our lease, at least, you know, collectively, I just can't help but think of all the memories we would have had there if things were more normal. So I'm kind of mourning that as well, just like mourning that apartment. I just loved that space and it's so sad to see it go. And for the most part, my roommates were back in Boston without me for this time. And so I feel like it totally comes in waves. Sometimes I think I've been better off here and I will be better off here, but I have so much FOMO and I don't even know what it's for because I haven't been there in so long and I don't even know what the energy is like in Boston and what people are doing. But I guess on like a totally other note, something that I've been thinking about lately is you know, being close to nature is something that I've missed so much these last four years. And as much as I love Boston and where my job is, and I've always wanted to live there more permanently, I almost feel like this pressure to continue with this city girl persona, this city lifestyle when, you know, all I really want is to one day, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever said this on the podcast, but I have this goal to eventually open a sustainable winery and a hobby farm and just like grow my own veggies and, you know, live my best life in that way. And so I feel like being away from the city from a while has like helped me clarify that goal at least. I just love being around nature, but I just feel like the opportunities are so much better in the city and I'm so productive in the city. And I just have this also like these types of thoughts spiraling in my head all the time. But yeah, I'm just kind of comparing myself and comparing yourself to other people right now, especially is the worst. And I look at people that I know and my friends and I'm so happy for them, but they're moving into new apartments and new neighborhoods. And I wonder, you know, why am I not doing that? Could I be doing that? Is it smart to do that? Is it safe to do that? Is there going to be a second wave? Like, I don't know. None of us know. And I uh, found another quote on Pinterest that I wanted to share and, um, it has some explicit language, so be warned. <laughs> but it says, please stop overthinking life like you have to have an answer to every feeling or situation. That's not how life works. We figure it all out by just living, by fucking up, by missing an opportunity, by seeking advice and not taking it. We learn what's important and what isn't. Sometimes we have no fucking idea what to do and that's okay. Always trust your gut and know that everything will work out exactly the way it's supposed to. It always does relax. We were never in control anyway. <laughs> and I just think that's a good reminder. I feel like I need to print that out and like put it on my wall for myself. We were never in control anyway. Yeah. And I also, I generally put so much faith in science. You know, I'm literally, I was an environmental studies major because I believe in climate change and I'm worried about it and I trust scientists so much, but it's just crazy that like the combined 
brain power of literally the entire world working on a solution to this pandemic can't solve it, can't solve everything, you know, or at least not yet. I'm sure, I'm sure we will have um, a vaccine eventually, but it's just crazy. Like, it makes me think that like humanity is so vulnerable. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's a whole other topic, but I just feel like you would think like modern science, modern medicine, we would have figured this stuff out, but no shade to anybody working on the coronavirus vaccine. Oh my God, I'm sure they're all brilliant and absolutely trying their hardest, but it's just something I've been thinking about. It makes you think like, oh, maybe humanity like really isn't as hot as we all thought, you know, like this like tiny microscopic thing can like come in and take us all out if it wanted to just shows how vulnerable we really are. As far as like dealing with these emotions, I feel like I'm very rational. So it can be hard for me to actually feel my emotions. I feel like I almost approach my own emotions from like a sort of clinical perspective in the sense that I say like, I recognize my emotions for what they are and I'm very calculated and I'm like, oh, I'm feeling X because of, you know, these logical causes. And that makes sense that I would feel that way because that warrants feelings of this. But I really actually let myself, you know, wallow in them or actually just feel them, frankly. And I feel like that's so common, but I just haven't been able to shake this mindset. So I'm actually letting myself, you know, be disappointed and mourn what this year could have been. Um, And one of the tips that I've seen online is when a plan doesn't work out, ask yourself what emotions you were hoping to experience and if any other experiences can offer that same emotional result. So just as an example, you know, me not moving into a new dreamy apartment. I think the reason that I'm so emotional about that is because I love fresh spaces. I love making spaces my own. I love decorating. I love making a place feel like home. That's a reason that I'm really emotional about this and really disappointed about this. And I think, you know, I could recreate that here. That just occurred to me is that like, I can redo my room. I can rearrange stuff. I can make a new space for myself, even in the same four walls. That's just one example that I thought of for me personally. But yeah, I'm curious if any of you feel like that about your emotions too. Like, I almost feel like I'm watching a movie of someone else's feelings play out. And I'm like, oh yeah, it makes sense that they feel that way. But like, they're my feelings. (laughs) I don't know. Is that weird? Maybe that's really weird. I'm also, I'm the type of person that likes to think everything happens for a reason. And I, you know, find comfort in that a lot. I find comfort in astrology. I find comfort in looking towards external causes to explain what's going on in the world. But I just don't know what reason this is happening for. Um, I just, I'm trying to figure out like what we as individuals and society and humanity like what are we supposed to learn from this what is the reason that this is happening and so many people are suffering and so many plans are out the window like why so just some things that i thought of are like you know we're going to be so adaptable we're going to be such adaptable people we're going to be such versatile people because we've had to change our entire lives at the snap of someone's fingers like we have had to deal with like intense social change and a recession and a pandemic all at once in our young adult lives. And so I think that we as a generation are going to come out so much stronger as a result of all of this. And I also think that our generation is really going to be able to open new doors to what a career can look like and what work-life balance can look like. I feel like I always see these polls on like LinkedIn and stuff that say like, oh, given the current situation and proving that working from home is a feasible thing and so many people can do it, like how many days do you want to spend in the office after this is over? And I feel like the vast majority of them are not 
every day. You know, most people answer like three days a week, two days a week, one day a week. Some people just answer entirely remotely. And so I think the workplace is going to look so different as a result of everything that's going on. And our generation is going to be the first one to be flexible and offer parental leave and offer flexible hours. And just knowing that work does not have to be confined to an office is going to save, first of all, so many companies rent money. (laughs) It's definitely cheaper to operate a remote operation if you can, but it's also just going to give us more freedom, I think, in the end. And we've, you know, been a guinea pig for this grand experiment of like, is working from home permanently possible? And I mean, obviously not for all companies, some essential workers need to go in and obviously we appreciate them so much and some that do, you know, physical or mechanical work need to be in. But, you know, for the most part, I feel like most of us could work from home (laughs) pretty much forever. And I think that's going to be a lesson that everyone takes out of this. I think, you know, the business world is never going to look the same for better or for worse. I also think that our generation and everyone, you know, going through this right now is just going to learn to appreciate things so much more. For me, like travel, you know, I feel like I used to let travel stress me out and I've always felt so privileged to be able to travel, but I would just get stressed about packing. I would get stressed about flights. I would get stressed about the logistics of it all. And I just cannot wait to be able to travel again and just like be so present and just be there. Concerts. I've been thinking about concerts a lot because I've had a couple concerts that I had tickets to get canceled. And, you know, I can't imagine being in a crowd of people that close, but I know it's going to happen again one day. And, you know, we're all just going to love it so much more and festivals and carnivals. And we're just going to have such a newfound appreciation for like connection and human connection and just spending time with people, spending time with elderly people, vulnerable people. We're just going to all vibe so much harder after this. I feel like I want to like stitch that on a pillow. Like we're all just going to vibe after 2020 um, or after the vaccine, after the coronavirus chooses to see itself out. I just feel like we're all going to have such a different perspective on life. And I'm looking forward to that. It's crazy to think that we're going to look back at this time and be like, oh, remember that time that we were just like on lockdown for, I don't know, a year? Like that was that was whack. You know, it's fun to think that there's going to be a time that we can have that conversation. But of course, so many people have been so negatively impacted and lost family, been sick themselves. Like I've just been trying to think about the bright side and, you know, what we're supposed to take away from this. I was watching um, a video that Katie Bilotti put, I believe she posted it at the beginning of this year. So to be honest, a lot of the things she was saying were unfortunately rendered um, a little obsolete. (laughs) But there was one takeaway that I wanted to share, just a metaphor that she shared that I really liked. So she shared a boiling water metaphor. So if you think of a pot of boiling water, and you think of two things that you could boil, and those two things being a potato and an egg. You put both of them in the same pot of boiling water. You subject them to the same conditions, the same exact conditions, but one comes out extremely soft, the potato, and one comes out extremely hard, the egg. And so she was saying how she always felt like being hard was a negative thing. You know, being hard means that you're just cynical and rough and emotionless and that being soft was what you should strive to be and, you know, understanding and malleable to situations. But I feel like us, you know, being hard and coming out of the situation stronger than we've ever been before is what I'm looking forward to. Um, So her kind of main metaphor with this was that it's not the circumstances that define you, it's what you're made of. And I think that's easy to say. Um, I think it's totally valid to need to mourn this time. And I'm not saying that you need to just like be tough as nails and make it through this time without being upset because 
look at me right now. But I think that our generation is going to come out of this so tough. And I can't wait to see that and all the things that we're able to accomplish and innovate as a result of going through this time collectively. So I knew that this episode would be a little bit of a downer. I hope it hasn't been too much of a downer. I'm just kind of thinking out loud here. Um, But I wanted to get some of your opinions as well. I wanted to include some ways that you guys are staying positive through 2020. So, you know, if this episode says anything, it's that it's okay to not feel positive all the time, but these made me smile. So I wanted to share. And if you're wondering how these were submitted, it was through our Instagram stories. So if you'd like to potentially be included in episodes to come, I definitely recommend that you guys follow us on Instagram so that you can participate in these going forward. But I'm just going to read some responses that we got. So Jaina said music is a way that she's been able to stay positive through 2020. And I totally agree with this. I feel like so many of my favorites lately have been music. (laughs) And I've always been into music, you know, growing up in dance, I've always loved finding new music. But I think this time especially has exposed me to so many new genres and artists that I wouldn't have otherwise found. Um, And music is just such a source of comfort for so many people. And I feel like music can really change my whole mood. So it's such a good tool. And I definitely agree with Jaina there. Lily said, every night I reflect on my day and it helps me realize how much I do have and am worth. Reflecting and knowing what others may be going through is key. And I think this is so, so true. Just kind of like before you go to bed, trying to take inventory for yourself that day and think about all the things that you were able to do and all the people you were able to see and the people that you were able to touch and recognizing how much you're worth is so important. And I especially like the part of knowing what others may be going through because even if on the surface, it looks like people are thriving and moving into new apartments and, you know, having a nice deck to hang out on, you know, you don't know what they're going through internally. You don't know. Maybe they got laid off. Maybe they lost a family member to COVID. Like we just have no idea the struggles that people are going through beyond the surface. So I thought that was so important and I definitely wanted to include it. M said gratitude lists. This is something that I need to get better at. I feel like I always, you know, like a couple times a year say like, okay, I'm definitely going to get on, get into the habit of this. Um, and then it just falls off. But I feel like something about actually writing stuff down is so therapeutic. So I definitely agree that getting into the habit of making a gratitude list can be so freeing during this time. And it can just put into perspective of like, okay, even if I'm not moving into a nice, beautiful apartment, I still have a freaking roof over my head and a beautiful house and parents that are willing to take me in. And I should be grateful for that. So that's what I would write on my gratitude list. (laughs) But yeah, I totally agree. Meg said, journaling, redecorating my room and lots of walks. So yeah, I think this kind of goes back to my previous point of changing up your space. And I've actually seen, I don't remember, I think it might've been, um, if you guys remember, we interviewed Sarah from Holdet, which is that woman's workwear line, and they have a blog. And I think I saw it on there the first time, but someone wrote a blog on to make your childhood home accommodate your lifestyle right now if you are at home. And it talked about how getting rid of all your triggering childhood or like high school stuff is so important. And I do think that is so true. If you have a bunch of outdated photos in your room, of course, you're going to feel out of place. Of course, you're going to feel like you don't belong there. So just kind of like taking those down making sure that your space feels right for you right now is so important. Definitely with her on journaling, I've been trying to do more of that. And like I said, getting stuff actually down pen to paper is so different than just thinking about it. And walks. Yeah, you guys know we've been loving our walks. I feel like Kylie and I talk about our walks a lot. So we love walks and we love listening to podcasts when we walk and music when we walk. The last one that I was going to mention in this episode is Gianna said, I get to spend more time with my family and my dog. 
Um, I think this is so true. I feel like being home with my pets has made me realize how much I've missed having animals around the last four years. And both my pets are in their teens. Well, I guess for them, it's like, I don't know, their 80s or 90s or even 100. Um, It's been really special to have this time with them because obviously in normal circumstances, I probably would not have been here for any extended period of time and had the opportunity to be with them. And same goes for my parents. You know, this is the last time that I'll spend any significant time with my family in my childhood home. So just trying to stay grateful for that and not always be looking towards the future is something that I need to work on as well. So yeah, thank you guys so much for those responses. I love engaging with you guys on Instagram. It's so fun to feel like this is a two-way, you know, experience. I'm not just talking to a mic, I'm talking to all of you guys. So whenever I'm able to do this, it really solidifies that. So yeah, um, I guess I'm kind of coming to the end of this episode here. And I just want to say like so much could change, you know, even maybe by the time this episode has come out, something has changed and I've changed my mind and I found an apartment and things are different. But I just really had this on my heart to talk about 2020 and not being able to plan and having things not go as planned and ways to cope and how I'm feeling because it's something that I've really struggled with as a type A human being. <laughs> um, so I hope this helped even just one of you guys. and. It was really good for me to talk about it, if nothing else. So thank you guys so much for listening to this solo episode of Two Degrees Hotter. We like to do a couple solo episodes here and there, but we know you guys prefer kind of a mix of solo and guest and co-host. So we're doing our best there. As always, follow us on Instagram, rate us on Apple Podcasts, and we'll read your five-star review on the air. Follow our TikTok, send us anonymous suggestions, and we will talk to you guys next Tuesday. Bye, everyone. Stay safe, healthy, and hopeful. (laughs) 